Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the June 20th edition of the Connect Online Meeting. So very good to be with you tonight. Of course, my name is Jonathan Jenkins. You probably know that by now. And we thank you for tuning in and being a part of the uh, uh, the show tonight. Uh, Eric is not with us. I uh, had a last minute. Um, I think he texted me, well, well, not that long ago, maybe an hour ago at this point, Tops, uh, and said they... They just had a, I think, a showing scheduled at his house. So uh, he had to get out the house real quick. Uh, and uh, with all his moving stuff going on, he said he could join me by phone if he needed to. I'm like, dude, don't, don't, don't sit in your car and join me by phone. We got this covered for you, man. <laughs> just <laughs> go about your evening. Right. So uh, hey, man, you uh, got to take the show when you can get them. Uh, and the market has started to turn. I understand. Uh, I had a, I had some friends of mine put a, show, a house up for sale in. Dallas and in 72 hours they had like 120 showings or something like that and ended up selling their house for like fifty thousand dollars over asking. <laughs> it's like okay, okay. Yeah, seems like the market's turned pretty quickly though. So anyway, different topic, different day. But we got brother Eric Garner with us here tonight. We'll get to brother Eric in just a second. Um by the way, I see Trish making a, a reference to uh, and we'll add this to the prayer request at the end, but uh asking prayers for uh and Patsy's doing the same thing, prayers for brother Robbie. Um Apparently that that heart cath that he was having done turned out to be worse than they thought, uh, and it looks like he's going to have some fairly major surgery. I think tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so keep uh, Robbie in your prayers, but don't don't worry, don't worry. This Thursday, I believe, is Greg Dismuke, but next Thursday, I already have booked replacing Robbie Eversole with Robbie Eversole. So I figured I figured I just stepped down a generation and get the younger one to come back because he was just with us a few days ago, but we're going to get the younger one to come back. So I don't have to, I said, I didn't want to have to change the name that I have in my spreadsheet. So I just got Robbie Eversole typed in and we're just going to keep Robbie Eversole typed in until Robbie C. Eversole gets back to be with us. So uh, keep him in your prayers. And I know the, the family would appreciate that. And we, we will wait uh, eagerly for brother Robbie to be back with us on a regular basis. And if I know anything about him, he will be back well before his doctors tell him it's okay to be back would be my guess. <laughs> so uh, uh, pray for him. Hopefully everything goes well for him tomorrow. So anyway, uh, as we're getting started tonight, if you would, please take a second, do all that liking and sharing and subscribing and hit that notification bell. If you're on YouTube, all that stuff, we'd appreciate it. Check out our social media links. They're in the description of the video or the audio stream that you're currently uh, either watching, excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, or listening to. Um, and if you would just, uh, Try to be a, a member at many of those places as you can. If you want to support the work here at Digital Bible Study, you can do that by subscribing at our website, um, uh, digitalbiblestudy.org, or you can join us on our Locals page, digitalbiblestudy.locals.com. Uh, it's kind of like our little community chat corner where we talk to each other a little bit more intimately than we can do on a public social media platform. Uh, it's free to join. If you want to comment and participate, you do have to sign up for fairly nominal fee at just a, a little, as little as $2 a month. Um, and that's locals puts that on that, not 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 us. But um, uh, you do have to do that if you'd like to um, participate. But you can support help support us over there as well, just as easily. Um, having said all that, um, we will be saying a prayer, of course, at the end of the night. And as Eric is not here, I will um, I'll be leading that prayer. And I think I'll make Eric when he gets back here lead like the next five prayers in a row because I think I'm ahead of him at this point. <laughs> but uh, be glad to do it for you. We'll include Robbie. And anybody else you have on your mind, your heart tonight, or any other things you have uh, on, on your heart tonight, as I see those things come through, we'll try to add them to the uh, to the comment section. Having said all that, man, it is good to have uh, 
brother Eric Garner back with us. It's so good to see you. We didn't get a lot of chance to uh, chat in the pre-show. We were doing some other stuff, but uh, uh, so I'm going to ask you how, how things going. Some of us we would normally talk about beforehand, but how, how things going for you, man? Hey, man, uh, things are going well, bro. Cannot complain. Um, it's just just God is working and blessing, and um, and we're 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 striving to be faithful and um, and uh, and just teach and, and and preach truth. We we do. Um, uh, Cameron and, and Key and I have uh, a show on mm-hmm. GBN um, podcast and show uh, Make It Plain. Um, and so you guys, we would like uh, for the audience to, if you have some time, uh, go to GBN on Facebook, and um, you'll find our shows there. Um, you can go to GBN on YouTube. You'll find our shows there. And on the app, um, we have our own show on the app and you can, you can just pick whichever episode we've got nine published. Now we have nine episodes published and, um, they have been, the responses have been overwhelmingly, um, just encouraging. So we, we, we have been blessed, man, by that show. We have had so many Christians uh, reach out to us and encourage us and ask us questions and ask us to deal with things on the show. Um, so, man, I tell you, it, it's it's doing great. And so we we just owe that to the audience. Obviously, owe it to God. But um, mm-hmm. just just want to want to thank everybody out there for supporting us in that. Well, that is it's an outstanding work y'all are doing. Uh, even seeing some good comments there in the comment section about it. People, some of our viewers paying attention to it, and uh, love that y'all have the opportunity to do it. Y'all work so well together, and I know there's a lot of a lot of camaraderie, a lot of friendship going back and forth. And that really helps when you're trying to do a show like yeah. that is to, is to ha- have guys that know each other and have chemistry and get along with each other. That's well, it's not as important man. as the teaching, but it, it really helps the teaching move along really smoothly. So uh, y'all do a great job. With we, it, man. That's we have fun on the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I try to have fun on our show, but you know, Eric's a little stiff sometimes. Eric, Eric can be a little, a little private, a little reserved sometimes. Um, but uh, you, you can tell him I said that next time you talk to him. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, Eric, Eric has that, that sly sense of humor that'll slide by you if you're not paying attention. Man. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, anyway, man, uh, thank you for coming back on. Hey, I think you are, uh, I'm trying to remember the text we sent back and forth to each other earlier in this week. We're doing a group session on Friday. Um, mm-hmm. You said you could be there for that, right? I'm doing this off the top of my head. That's dangerous. That. Okay, so yep, you'll, you'll get there. to see uh, you'll see Eric Garner twice this week, uh, Lord willing, because uh, Friday night we're going to be doing a panel discussion. Um, I actually invited too many guys, and they all said yes. So we're going to have a big panel <laughs> on Friday night. <laughs> I th- if my list is right, we're going to have me, Eric Owens, Eric Garner, Eric Thornton, Cameron Freeman, Stephen Ford, and Joshua Cantrell. So only seven of us. I'm sure we'll get everything we need to get covered in an hour. So... <laughs> Sometimes I do that, Eric, man. I send out invites and most of the time, not everybody says yes. And within about 15 minutes, y'all had all said yes. I was like, "Uh oh, (laughs) I got too many. You get that many preachers. I don't know what you're going to do. Well, we'll have a fun time no matter what. Even if we don't get anything covered, I'm sure we'll have a fun time Friday night. But we're going to be talking about the importance of the church uh, based on some things we said earlier that we've been trying to – uh, ha- have a discussion about the Lord's Church uh, and and you know some of the, the the distinctiveness it has from denominationalism and just the importance of it in God's plan. Um, not just because the word is imp- important is in the title, it is I think a very important discussion and one we need to have more of. So 
Um, Eric will be here with us with the other seven Eric's that we have on digital Bible study. It'll be a great time. So, um, uh, what you preaching tonight, man? I don't take up too much more of your time. What, what's your topic tonight? Uh, hey, man, we're we're going to um, we're going to talk about a change of circumstance. So we're gonna we're gonna walk through lots of daughters. Okay, okay, that that is definitely a change in circumstance, and I don't think they handled it particularly well, sir. <laughs> hey, we're, we're gonna talk about it, bro. <laughs> We're going to talk about it. Okay. Well, we shall see. I'm going to turn the room over to you, brother. Uh, go ahead and, and start preaching when you're ready. The room is yours, and we're looking forward to it. Well, I want to thank you guys for tuning in this evening um, to Digital Bible Study. I appreciate the opportunity from Jonathan and Eric and the great work that they're doing um, that, that allow us this platform to uh, come into you guys' lives. Many of you, we, we never may have may have met, um, even though there's only two degrees of separation in the church. Um, but I'm so thankful to be um, a, a part of your life and you to be a part of mine for these few moments um, and have this fellowship in the Lord as we as we consider um, a text from the Lord. Um, and this evening, as Jonathan stated, um, we're going to discuss a, a change of circumstance. Uh, if you have your Bibles, I want to call your attention to Genesis chapter 19, verses 30 through 36. This is about Lot's daughters. And the Bible reads, and Lot went out of Zoar and dwelt in the mountain and his two daughters with him, for he feared to dwell in Zoar, and he dwelt in the cave, he and his two daughters. And the firstborn said unto the younger, Our father is old, and there is not a man in the earth to come in unto us after the manner of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him, that we may preserve seed of our father. They made their father drink wine that night, and the firstborn went in and lay with the father, and he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she arose. And it came to pass on the morrow that the firstborn said unto the younger, Behold, I lay yesternight with my father. Let us make him drink wine this night also, and go thou in and lie with him, that we may preserve seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night also, and the younger arose and lay with him. And he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she arose. Verse 36 and concluded. Thus were both the daughters of Lot with child by their father. Just a little bit of background, and, and I'm sure that you are familiar with this text, but Lot and his daughters escaped the doom of Sodom that, that God had inflicted. And we, we understand what happens in Genesis 18 that leads up to Genesis 19 when God uh, appears to Abraham and Sarah and, and, and the situation there and how Abraham seeks to intercede for Lot and his family there in Sodom. And, but they had escaped the the wrath and the doom that God had inflicted based on their obedience to, to God's directives. And so Sodom was a city that was given over to debauchery and lasciviousness. Um, and in our text, Lot's daughters commit sexual immorality with their father, causing them to bear children by their father. Now, somebody would say, well, what would you expect from girls that, that come from Sodom? You know how we can be in that regard. Some people would say, well, what do you expect? These girls are raised in Sodom. And, and so being in Sodom, they would likely do what uh, the, the Sodomites would do. Uh, but the Bible tells us in, in verse number eight of chapter 19 that these girls were virgins. And so these young girls have remained pure in an environment of open decadence and in an environment where everybody was doing it they remain sexually unspotted. Here's the question. How could two women with the resolve to remain sexually pure 
in a sexually immoral city such as Sodom commit such a depraved sexual act with their own father. It, it, it boggles the mind uh, as we consider um, how, how the tables have turned regarding their morality and their sense of thinking. But we know the answer. The answer is in the title for this evening. They had a change of circumstance. They thought that because they had left the city and were dwelling in the mountains, that, that they'd never find a husband and consequently never have children. Circumstances and the change of their circumstances caused them to devise and carry out an ungodly plan that resulted in incest with their father. They took their eyes off God, simply speaking. They, they, they took their eyes off God. They began looking at their circumstance. We have a New Testament example of that in the apostle Peter when he is the only man outside of Jesus Christ that we have divine written testimony that walked on water, that he took his eyes off of the Lord, began to look at the storm and he began to sing. He had a change of circumstance and his mind changed based on what he thought and perceived his circumstances to be. And these young girls, when they began to look at their circumstances in this, they forfeited a successful life long commitment and sacrifice a lifelong commitment and sacrifice of being pure, being unspotted, remaining sexually moral and in, in a sexually immoral society, they changed all of that because they were looking at their circumstances, causing them to carry out a plan that would, that would mar this situation in God's holy writ um, for, for all, all of time. They took their eyes off of God, began looking at their circumstances. Many of us, can recall times where we have recited the phrase, well, I'd never. Many of us, many of us can recall times in our life where we said we would never do something. And most of our expressions of Christianity are usually exhibited in an environment of safety. When you consider, when we speak so boldly and so confidently at times, Often it comes in environments of safety, uh, really. And, and, and considering other than some, some sneering you know, comments or, or some, 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 some mild rebuke from the atheistic or the non-Christian communities, we receive very little slack about worshiping God, if, if we're honest about the situation. Actually, the lack of persecution that we experience tends to create a sense of normalcy for us. It tends to create this commonplace righteousness because we don't have anything to deal with. We live in the richest country in the world. We're blessed beyond measure. We have a sense of entitlement that even penetrates the church. We see it even in the church. People have uh, people have a sense of entitlement. Uh, people have this idea that they are owed something. Uh, we know that people go to churches looking for what churches can do for them instead of what they, they can do for the church. Right. And so all of these 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 ideas and these dispositions and these mindsets. Right. Right. These are these are things that that even impact the church. And so often what happens when we have this sense of bravado and the sense of this this overconfidence, it comes in in a place of safety as far as Christianity is concerned. We've, ne we've never been persecuted. We've never been hunted down and killed for our beliefs. We sit in our cush church buildings on our Sundays and our weedings and our, men's, our, our Wednesdays and our meeting times, we sit in air-conditioned units and, and we sit on soft, cozy pews and chairs. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with those things. Don't, don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is it's very easy 
to be a Christian when your circumstances are always good. But what happens when we have a change of circumstance? That's the question. What happens when earthly wisdom tells us that serving God is no longer in our best interest? And that being according to our current circumstance. What happens when faithfulness to God causes us to suffer loss? When we have a change of circumstance in our lives, there are some things that I need us to remember. I want us to consider this, and I'm and you guys, if you've seen any number of my sermons or listened to them, you know that I've I preach three points and then I'm done. Point number one, when our circumstances change, we still have to remember that we are the people of God. We still have to remember that. Undoubtedly, Lot's daughters were raised with the understanding that they were, were the people of God. Surely Lot taught them not just by oral teaching, but also by example. Well, we, we know that to be truth about Lot. Look, we, we see that the angels visit him. And, and he's not going to participate in, in the debauchery and the abominable acts of that city. He never has. And why would he start now? So we know that Lot has been an example for his daughters, not only by oral teaching, but also by the example and the acts um, you know, that he, he lived in his life. He, he, he understood and he taught and he, he provided the example that the acts of the sodomites were against the will of God. And evidently, Lot had taught his daughters that God's people conduct themselves in a way that keep them separate from sin. As we noted, these women had kept themselves pure. Their entire lives, they've been virgins. And when their circumstances changed, they lost sight of the fact that they were God's people. When our circumstances change, friends, let us always remember and never lose sight of the fact that we are God's people. Christians are God's special people. And you'll notice in 1 Timothy chapter 2, I mean, excuse me, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and 10, if you have your Bibles, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. That word peculiar translates special. Actually, it translates purchased or redeemed, bought. Right, we're owned by God. We are a peculiar people that shall show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Watch this, who in, which in time past were not the people of God. When we were outside of Christ, we were not the people of God, but now through obedience to the gospel and, and faithful service to God, but now we are the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. We must remember that when our circumstances change. Peter reminds us of the relationship that God had with physical Israel. He had chosen them, made them a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. They had become God's special people above all nations, and the people of God have blessings, just like Israel did. We are spiritual Israel. But the people of God have blessings not given to anyone else on the face of the planet. As a matter of fact, as a people of God, we are children of God. And as children of God, there are blessings that we have as children of God. Consider with me Galatians chapter 4, verse 7. Paul said, Wherefore thou art no more a servant but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God, a joint heir with Christ. We're heirs of God through Jesus Christ. We are joint heirs with Christ. And Peter reminds us of that. Paul reminds us of that. Because we are heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, we have an inheritance that's eternal. No matter the circumstance on earth, you remember that you are God's people. 
and your end through faithful obedience has already been written. Consider 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. Blessed, Peter said, be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again to a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that faded not away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Notice that. Through our faithful obedience, we are kept. That word is protected. We are protected by God's power through what? Faithful obedience. Our faithful obedience to God secures eternity. No man, no person, no spiritual being can take us out of God's hand. We're free to leave. God has given us free will. He's made us free moral agents. He's given us the right to choose. We can leave salvation anytime we want to. I was having a discussion with a gentleman just the other night. He had he had made comment about our show, and he was a uh, he was a he was a detractor of the Lord's Church, and 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 you can tell that he was only wanting a fight. And so um, I engaged his conversation, but in the midst of our conversation, he stated to me that anyone that that left the faith never was a true Christian. Well, first of all. I don't know how he's able to judge the hearts of men because according to Revelation chapter 2, verse 23, only Jesus does that. But also John tells us in Revelation 3 by the revelation of Jesus Christ and also James tells us that, yes, in fact, you can leave and lose your salvation. But because we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, we have an eternal inheritance that can never be taken. It's already written as long as we stay faithfully obedient, even through our circumstances. So no matter the change of circumstance in our life, we must remember that we are God's people. We are the people of God. If we ever lose sight of that, we'll find ourselves making decisions that cause us only a world of regret. That often ends in shame. Whatever life circumstances bring our, our way, whatever life's changes come our way, God is still God. God, God. God is, actually watch this. God was God before a change of our circumstances. God will be God even through a change of our circumstances. And God will forever be God, even when we deal with that change of circumstance. God will continue to be God. There will come a time in our lives where we will have a defining moment. That's, that's when the rubber meets the road. That's where our talk has to match our actions. There's going to come defining moments in our lives, moments where we discover who we really are. And it's extremely easy to to be faithful and to worship and to be the model Christian when there is no change of circumstance, when all things are good and all things are fair. But how will we fare when life throws us that curveball? How will we serve God when being people of God is not so easy? How will we magnify Christ when being the child of God is unpopular as it is becoming? We are still God's people in spite of the circumstance. We're still God's people, and God is still God. Secondly, 
when we have a change of circumstance, I want us to recognize and realize and understand that we are God's priority. We are the priority of God. So not only are we the people of God, we are the priority of God. Lot's daughters didn't understand that. They didn't understand that they were still God's priority. Friends, God, God doesn't, you know, so as Christians, you know, we deal with this as preachers. We, we have so many, we have so many contacts and, and, um, we have, we have so much contact and so much experience with members that, that sometimes members forget that God sent heaven's very best. I'll, I'll, just consider with me for, for a moment. The gospel of Jesus Christ, according to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 9 through 11, is God's eternal purpose, which culminates in Jew and Gentile being one in the one body of Christ, the church. Ephesians 1.10, Ephesians 2.16, Ephesians 3, 9 through 11. God's gospel plan was in his mind before the world began. And so the gospel plan and, and salvation and Jesus Christ being the perfect sinless lamb, those things were all in place in the mind of God since eternity. However old God is, that's how old the plan of salvation is. So God creates the world through his omniscience, understands that man is going to fall, already has a plan in place to take care of that, unfolds that plan over the millennia through the patriarchs and the law of Moses and the prophets and the nation of Israel and Judah and, and the, 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 the governing the world powers through, through Babylon and, 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 and Assyria and Persia and Rome. And then we get into the New Testament with Rome that is, and, and, and Greece is also named in the Bible. And so we have Greece and then Rome and then, and then, and then God, Folds it, he continues to fold his, his plan throughout the New Testament, and, and his son comes and he dies and he's buried and he rises again and he inspires his apostles and they go out into the world and preach the gospel and they perform miracles and they confirm their word and they speak the mind of God through inspiration. And he does all of this, and then Christians act like he did that just to up and leave us now. Can you imagine that? God went through all of that. To now leave us? Friends, we cannot believe that that is the God we serve. We cannot believe that he sent his only begotten son, heaven's very best, to die for us when we were his enemies. God had never done anything for us but good. And we became his enemy. And in spite of us, he sent salvation to us. And then some Christians act like God is not active and not working and does not care. Lot's daughters did not understand that they were God's priority. They found themselves in the hills away from civilization, living in caves with no men around. How would they bear children? How would they continue the lineage of their father? They must have thought that God was no longer interested in providing for them. So they took it among themselves and handled things their way. And we've seen throughout the Bible that never a change of circumstance, friends, will cause us to forget that we are still God's priority, which in turn causes us to do things our own way. We must understand that God has not forgotten about us. 
we are his priority. God is still working in our lives, no matter what our circumstances are. God is still working through his providential will, through his providential hand, his unseen hand. He's working through that providence to make sure that you and I are taken care of. God has his focus on us. Make no mistake about it. God has his focus on the church. He has his focus on his children. Yes, the world gets some attention, but friends, his focus is on the church. We are the spiritual body of his son. We are the brethren of his son, and surely we are his priority. Notice that Zechariah said this, and God said this through Zechariah, for thus saith the Lord of hosts, after the glory hath he sent me unto the nations which spoiled you, for he that toucheth you toucheth the apple of his eye. Zechariah chapter 2 verse 8. Israel was the apple of God's eye. The church in the New Testament is the apple of God's eye. Sometimes we think that God has forgotten about us. But I remember what the writer of Hebrews stated. We and you, and you know it, Hebrews 13, 5. You probably quote it often. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. How many of you believe that? How many of you quote it, but don't believe it? God can do everything except that which is against his nature. And Paul tells Titus that one of those things that is against God's nature is lying. Titus 1 and 2. In the hopes of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Friends, God can't lie. And through all of our circumstances, he said he would never leave us nor forsake us. And I don't know about you, but that passage gives me comfort. It gives me hope to know that I serve a God that is faithful. I serve a God that is righteous. I serve a God that cannot lie. So when he said he'd never leave me nor forsake me, I have to be confident in the fact that he will do exactly as he said he would do. That's why we serve God is because we believe him. We believe him. And so notice that we are the people of God we are the priority of God. And finally, we are protected by God. Again, when we reconsider 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5, we've seen that. And surely the daughters of Lot were afraid of their circumstances, which caused them despair. They thought of, and you can imagine what they were thinking. They, they, they thought, man, we, we'll, we'll never be married. We'll never have children. We'll, we'll, we'll never, we'll, we'll die out here in the wilderness with our dad. Can you imagine how frightening that must have been for them? How discouraging that must have been for them. And fear often is what comes with a change of circumstance. It produces fear. We fear that which we don't know. But we know that Paul told Timothy that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so the fear of God is good. Proverbs 1, 7, the fear of God is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and, 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 and um, instruction. Fools, fools despise wisdom and understanding and instruction. 
But fear of the Lord is good. So a healthy fear is good, but an unhealthy fear, friends, does not come from God. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We consider Satan the enemy. Satan, the term Satan is, is a Hebrew word that, that means opponent or adversary. Now, in Greek, the term Satan means accuser or adversary. So when we, when we understand how Satan is defined as far as even his character and person from the Old Testament, Hebrew, and to the New Testament, Greek, Satan is literally the enemy of God in every sense of the word. He is, he is averse to anything God says or does. He wants nothing more than to see the people of God who are the priority of God to fail. Nothing more he wants to see than for us to fail due to a change in our circumstances. He knows that if he can get us out of our comfort zones, we tend to lose focus on faith. Church, God has not left us helpless. He protects us with his own power through Jesus Christ. We have a change of circumstance. We rely on God's power because we cannot do it alone. We cannot do it alone. There's no person in the Bible. Not one of God's faithful ever did it alone. Not one. They all trusted God. Again, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5, who are kept, again, that word is protected in your Bible. Underline that word kept in your margin, right? Protected. Who are kept by God's power through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. If Satan can kill faith, he can kill access to God's power. If Satan can kill your faithfulness, your fidelity, your, your integrity, your trust, your assurance in God, if Satan can kill that, he can kill your access to God's power. But if we remain faithful through our circumstances, God's power will continue to protect us. No one can snatch us out of the hand of God. Nothing, Paul would say, Romans chapter 8, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. We serve a risen Savior who now rules over his kingdom with all authority. And friends, all means all. Jesus Christ has all authority. The, 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 word, the word in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, after Jesus resurrected and he, he told his disciples who would be his apostles, he told them that, that all power had been given to him in heaven and in earth. The word power there is not the word power that Paul used with Timothy when he told Timothy, God has not given us a, a spirit of fear, but of power. That word is dunamis. The word that Jesus used is the word um, excelsior. It, it's, it's, the word, it's the word authority. It's, it's the word power. All authority has been given to Jesus Christ. Friends, we serve him. He is bigger than our circumstances. God's power is shown in his word, Hebrews 4.12. The word is his power to save, Romans 1.16. The word is his power to comfort, 
1 Thessalonians 4.18, Romans 15.4. The word is God's power to strengthen us, Deuteronomy 11.8. And the word is God's power to guide us, Psalm 119.105. And so whatever life circumstances we face, we must face them knowing, understanding, full assurance through obedience to his word that we, in fact, are protected by God. No matter what happens in this life, friends, you and I were not built to stay here. You know, the Old Testament worthies understood that, didn't they? The Old Testament faith, they understood that. In Hebrews chapter 11, faith's hall of fame. We know it. We know by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. But then when we get to verse 13, these all died. Did you notice that? By faith they live, but boy, they died. You and I will die. That, that is the ultimate end of all of humanity. At least on this earth, we all are going to die, even the faithful. But guess what the Old Testament worthies understood? These all died in faith. Not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were, watch this, strangers and pilgrims on the earth. They were just pilgrims. They were just making a pilgrimage from earth to eternity. And so are we. And so the starting destination is earth. The ending destination is eternity. But what happens in the middle? That's where the changes of circumstance happen. But friends, the destination is always eternity, no matter the change of circumstance. And for the faithfully obedient, that eternity has been written with a conclusion that those who are faithful will spend that eternity in heaven with God the Father, the Son, the Spirit, the heavenly host, the archangels, the cherubim, the seraphim, the faithful over the three dispensations. Even when a change of circumstance comes, through a change of circumstance, even when it comes, and it will come, circumstances will change. They are, if we don't learn anything from the conclusion of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 and following, we, we, we sing the song in our VBS, uh, in our vacation Bible schools, the wise man built his house upon a rock. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. If there's not one thing we learn from that parable, you need to learn this. Yes, you ought to build your house on the rock of God's word. Yes. But if there's something else you need to learn, is that that storms, the, the rains descended, the floods came and the winds blew on both houses. Friends, there will be a change of circumstance in your life at some point or another. There is going to be a defining moment in your life where the rubber meets the road and where your words have to match your actions. There's going to be a defining moment. And when that happens for the people of God, here's what we remember. That we are still the people of God. We are still the priority of God, and we are still protected by God. The lesson is yours. I appreciate your undivided attention as the lesson was taught. If you're not a Christian this evening, and perchance you are, are tuned in with us, and, and you're not a Christian, we, we thank you. We thank you for tuning in. 
But if you're not a Christian, you need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection on the third day, according to the scriptures, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. Paul said that he preached it. The Corinthians had received it. They stood in it. They were saved by it. If they kept in memory that which he preached, unless they, unless they believed in vain, Paul said, for I've delivered unto you, first of all, that which I've received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. Friends, that is the gospel. And it is by the gospel that man receives salvation. Romans 1, 16, Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Friends, the gospel saves, and if you are tuned in with us this evening, we plead with you to, to obey the gospel, because if you don't obey the gospel, when Jesus Christ comes back with his mighty angels, he will take vengeance on those that don't know his father and have not obeyed his gospel, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 through 10. And so the way that you obey it is by hearing it, Hebrews eleven six, 6, Romans 10, 17, you just heard that Christ died, he was buried, and he rose again as the son of God, you just heard that. You must believe it, John 8, 24. Jesus said, if you don't believe it, you'll die in your sins. You must be willing to repent, that is, have a change of mind towards sin based on godly sorrow that results in a change of lifestyle, Luke 13, 3 through 5. You must be willing to confess the sweetest name on mortal tongues that Jesus Christ is, in fact, the Son of the living God, Matthew 10, 32 and 33. And then finally, in order to obey the gospel, which is his death, burial, and resurrection, you must be baptized into Christ for the remission of your sins, because it is through baptism that you die with Christ, you're buried with Christ, and you rise with Christ to walk in a very, very new life, opposite, opposed to the life that you lived previous to obedience to the gospel. Second, well, that would be Romans chapter 6, verse 3 and 4, and Paul would say in verse 17 that you have obeyed from the heart that pattern of doctrine, that form of doctrine. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse uh, verse 17, Paul said, if any man be in creature he, in Christ, he's a new creature. So when we rise through baptism, we walk in a new life. That new life, friends, is one that's headed to heaven. And so have you obeyed the gospel? Upon obedience to the gospel, that consummating act of baptism, the Lord himself will add you to the only church you can read about in the Bible, the church of Christ. Friends, there is not another. He established one. He promised to he promised to 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 die to build one. Matthew 16, 18. He promised to shed his blood for one. Acts 20, 28. He promised to marry one. Ephesians 5, 25. And he promised that he's coming back for one. First Corinthians 15, 24. It is the church that is Christ, the church that belongs to Christ, the church of Christ. Romans 16, 16. Friends, I appreciate you. If you need to obey the gospel, and you are listening in, please give us a comment, contact Jonathan, or, or send us a chat, and we'll get you connected to, a, to a, a congregation of the Lord in your area, and they will help you obey the gospel this night. They will help you obey the gospel this night. But again, I appreciate your undivided attention. May God bless you and keep you as you seek to conform your will to his. We'll turn it back over to Jonathan. Brother Eric, appreciate that, man. Uh, lots of, uh, well, lot, lots of good thoughts in that lesson. Um, such an important one, too. I don't know. I've certainly never heard a lesson like that taught from that particular text. That that was that was an interesting take there, and I do appreciate. That. I was like one of the guys 
as I say, put a new wrinkle on my brain. I appreciate that, man. But um, Amen. appreciate um, it, bro. It, it, it's amazing how how often Christians become outcome oriented. I talked about that some on the, my, the the daily show I do in the morning. Talked about that some in the first hour of the program today. Just about uh, just how sometimes we get the uh, or maybe it was yesterday or whenever day it was recently. Recently, my mind doesn't work like that anymore. I can guess, but. Uh, just, uh, you know, sometimes we, we, we sell the gospel by telling people if they get that. No, it was during the second hour when we were studying First Peter. That's what it was. Because um, those Christians in First Peter had given up their, you know, their heritage in Judaism or whatever else they had had. And now all of a sudden they're being tried and grievous trials for a little while and all of that. And Peter's writing to them to tell them, you're standing in the true grace of God, so stand firm. But if they had looked right. at their circumstances, they might have concluded you know, we got this all wrong. And um, I think that's what the whole book of Hebrews is about, isn't it? Yeah, the whole book of Hebrews, yeah, absolutely book of Hebrews. It's well, yeah, it, that, that's one of one of the points I've been making teaching first Peter. It's amazing to me the similarity. It, it you don't necessarily connect those books immediately, but the books of First Peter and Hebrews have so much interconnectivity between them, it is amazing because it's the same kind of exhortation. Uh, you know, you got a fiery trial coming upon you, suffer as a Christian. Stand firm, gird up the loins of your mind. Hebrews, don't throw away your confidence, endure until the end. It's so, so similar. Um, yes, and, and it's based upon what you're just talking about tonight. You, your circumstances change, you misinterpret them, and you forget the, what was that, the uh, people of God, uh, priority of God, and protected by God. We forget, we forget those elements, and we judge our lives and our faiths, our faith rather, by the, uh, by the circumstance. And, and in that situation, like Lot's daughters, there's not a man left in the entirety of the earth. Right. Okay. That's what they had told them. Yeah, that, that may have been what it looked like to them, because I'm sure that's that was their right. existence. And it looked I'm sure I'm sure if you had actually walked through that 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 doubt outpouring of fire from heaven, you would have gone, Oh, yeah, this is the end. We're done. Right. Right. Yep. So uh which is another reason. Great text. I would not just not something that I would have ever in my own brain come up with man i appreciate it man thank you my pleasure brother pleasure yes sir well we do appreciate you coming on uh and uh, as i said outstanding job I had, I, had, I had to throw the word outstanding there at some point for eric you know you're not here to say outstanding so i had to say it out there so outstanding job uh and lord willing we'll see you back here friday and uh have that great discussion i thought right there at the end bro you're about to slide over into the friday night discussion you kind of you kind of went off there a little bit about the church right there on the end but <laughs> You know, I was thinking about that when I was like, you know what? Because, because Jonathan, listen, I I know you know this, Jonathan. Like the way we prepare service, and maybe what comes out, it, it might not be the same thing. So, no. <laughs> so, no. so no. you know, people ask me, they'll say, "Hey, can I get a copy of your sermon?" I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't have one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I can't. I can't tell you how many times I've looked at an old outline. I'm like, did I preach that? Did, did, is that, is that, did I actually do that? Because, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. I've been yeah there, I, I, I had that feeling a lot. Yeah. It, anyway, man, I'll let you go here because we need to start wrapping the show up tonight. But again, appreciate, appreciate you and all the help you give digital Bible study and uh, keep up the good work and in, in your local work. And then obviously with the, the GBN stuff, uh, uh, we're always encouraged by you. And uh, thank you for being on tonight, brother. Man, time, brother. I appreciate you guys, man. Love y'all. Y'all do such a great work, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, those feelings are reciprocated, and we'll see you back here uh, hopefully on Friday. Have a good night, man.
Well, that is our brother, uh, Eric Garner. We do appreciate his uh, uh, willingness to come on and be with us and uh, lead us in that outstanding study. I know uh, just reading through the comments, how many of you uh, benefited uh, from that lesson tonight as, as I did, uh, and we are uh, very thankful for uh, for that and so on. So uh, let's go ahead and move our attention over to some of these prayer requests. Uh, several of them here tonight. I will try my best to get uh, all of them included. Um, I see six or seven here that I've got. Trish is asking us to pray for her uncle Douglas. Uh, he's my mama's brother, she says. He's elderly. He fell yesterday, uh, broke his ankle, and tested positive for COVID-19. So uh, I'm assuming those two things are unrelated. I don't think a broken ankle will give you COVID, but man, that's that's not a good day. That is not a good day. Uh, falls, breaks his ankle, and then finds out he has COVID. That, that is a that's a that's a rough day. So we'll add uh, your uncle Douglas to our prayers. Trish, be glad to do that for you. Uh, obviously, we mentioned Robbie in the opening of the show, so let's not forget Brother Robbie as we uh, um, uh, have the prayer this evening. Sue is having uh, continuing uh, headaches. Uh, safe travels again. She's asking for safe travels to noon in Georgia and home again tomorrow through Thursday evening. Uh, and having another scan to try and figure out what's going on there. We know, Sue, you've been having some issues for a while, and so we'll be uh, continuing to pray for you. We'll add you to our list tonight as well. Uh, Janice mentions one of the elders at Crestview. I'm not sure uh, where Crestview is located, uh, but uh, an elder by the name of Thomas Wortham, or Wortham, rather, I guess, passed away. I'm asking us to pray for his family and for the church as well. Uh, Christine is asking for um, prayers for her family. Um for her, the, for my family, my children, uh, for her. Okay, uh, a grandpa passed away, and I, I don't know if that's your grandpa or the children's grandpa of Christine, but grandpa passed away. Uh, he was not a Christian. Uh, grandma is still alive, and they were married 60 years. He passed away with cancer, and she is asking prayers uh, also that maybe they can reach uh, the gospel, uh, reach grandma, rather, with the gospel. Um, and as we say from time to time, we don't always have to have a prayer request. Sometimes we just offer thanks to God. And Trish has one of those for us tonight as well. Um, she says, I have a new work schedule. All Sundays and Wednesdays are off. That is a good, good development there, Trish. Uh, and she's working 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. all the other days. Um, and that is an earlier shift for her. Uh, so those will be overall more beneficial, she says, and we're thankful for that. Uh, that does sound like I'm going to be missing you on from the deep end, though, Trish. That, that is, that's not good. Uh, but thankful, thankful for the good news there. Uh, I'll see what else popped up while I was over on that other. You, I was about to say while I was over on the other page, and you can't see what page I'm on because you can't see my screen. So you didn't know I was on another page. I was. Now I'm back. So let's see what else we've got over there. Uh, Mel is asking us to keep her, um, and well. I don't know. M-E-L. Boy, that could be male or female. I don't know, Mel. I am sorry. Uh, but Mel and uh, Mel's daughter in uh, in the prayers. Um, and so we will do that as well. And then Douglas is asking us to pray for the uh, Tylertown Congregation, Church of Christ there. Um, uh, no specific request, just uh, pray for the um, for the for spiritual growth there and mel comes back and says female that was should have gone with my first guest guess and then i would look smart but we will uh, certainly do that as well uh, crestview janice says is in boaz alabama so there you go um 
Alrighty. Well, she, yeah, Trish, I'll be, I'll still join you from, on from the deep end on Wednesday. So we'll, we'll take the one day we can get you Trish whenever you can. So let's go ahead and uh, wrap this up or, or call, call, call the gavel down on the prayer request. And we will do with the seven or eight that we've got here as we uh, pray to pray to God together. So if you would uh, join me in a word of prayer here for just a moment. Holy father, we are uh, thankful that uh, we've had this evening to study your word. It's always a, Pleasure to be able to come here night after night, and we thank you for the way that you continue to uh, strengthen and bless the work here at Digital Bible Study. We are uh, always thankful that we can get access access to men like uh, Brother Garner and have him uh, deliver your word to us in such a, a, a powerful and concise manner uh, that can encourage us and remind us of the uh, challenges of circumstance and, and all of that. It's um, uh, The reminder he gave us tonight was uh, was motivating and hopefully that we can apply some of those lessons directly to our hearts as we um, uh, as we go forward. Uh, we do have several that we want to bring before you tonight. Uh, a couple of requests from Trish. Uh, first of all, giving you thanks uh, for the good developments in her life, that your work schedule is now working out better for her. Uh, she's free to assemble and worship on Sundays and Wednesdays as, as, the, as her congregation does, and we are thankful for the good news there. Uh, we're also mindful, though, of her uncle Douglas uh, and the injuries that he's suffered and the sickness that he's going through at his advanced age. That's uh, a, a, a double uh, negative there for him. And we are uh, mindful and concerned about him. And we pray your blessings upon Douglas as he begins to recover uh, from those things. Um, uh, we're also mindful tonight of our, uh, our good friend, Robbie. Um, he is such a great preacher of your word and a, an encourager of saints. Uh, we uh, covet his presence and we cover his covet his energy in the church here. We know that uh, if your good graces allow his uh, recovery to to begin and 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 to be uh, be completed in good good order, uh, we know that he can still do great work for for you here on this earth. And we uh, petition you for to allow that continue for his health and safety during these troubling times. Uh, we're also uh, mindful then tonight of Sue uh, and her continuing uh, problems with headaches and the travels that she has and all the scans that she's going through. Uh, Sue's just a that's an integral part to our family here. It's a, such a, a sweet person, and we uh, pray that her, her pain can be relieved and, and that she can have some peace of mind and comfort during this time as well. Uh, we're mindful of the Wortham family and the congregation at Crestview. Uh, we know that uh, losing an elder is a, 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 a troubling time in, a, in the history of a church. It can be a very much a watershed-type uh, moment in a church's history. We're thankful for uh, this good elder's long life and your service. We pray for the, the strength and stability of the eldership that remains and of the congregation as they rally around each other. We pray your blessings upon them as well. Uh, we're also uh, mindful of uh, Christine and the passing of, uh, of her grandpa. And we pray uh, for his soul and we pray for uh, his rest. Uh, but we're also mindful uh, that uh, his wife, his widow, uh, is in need of the gospel. And even at her age, we know that the gospel has the power to touch hearts and we pray that it would find an opportunity in her life as well. Um, we're just thankful for all of those things. We're thankful for um, uh, Mel and for uh, her daughter. We ask your blessings upon them and whatever circumstance they have in their lives. We know that uh, you're aware of those situations. Uh, and we again are asking your blessings upon that family. Uh, and Douglas is asking us to pray for the, the Tylertown uh, Church of Christ and just their strength, spiritual strength will grow. And hopefully that will result in numerical growth as well. And the your kingdom can welcome new souls into it uh, through the good work there at that congregation. We have so much on our mind, 
so much to give you thanks for, so much to ask you for. And we know that uh, you listen to all of those things and you accept the, the praise and the worship of our hearts to you. In all of those things, we give you thanks. Uh, we thank you most of all, though, for your son, for his death and the opportunity of life we have through him. And it's through his, through his name that we offer this prayer to you. And amen. All righty, everybody. Um, let's see where we are here. Um, oh, um, let me do a refresh on the screens here. So I've got the latest info. Give me just a second. On the YouTube side, we have a, um, what was it? A, I believe it was a $25 Super Chat. Is that what I saw? Uh, yes, a $25 Super Chat from Jenny. We appreciate that greatly, Jenny. Very, very much thank you. Um, and on the YouTube or Facebook side, rather, what do we have? We have Stephen Ford. Hey, Stephen Ford. Uh, 50 stars. We appreciate you, Stephen. Thank you. Uh, one of those who, who, if I'm not mistaken, agreed to be with us on Friday. Doing that from the top of my head, but uh, either he did agree or I just committed him to doing it one or the other. But I think he agreed to be on with us on Friday. Uh, Sobrono, 100 stars. Thank you very much, Sobrono, for that as well. Uh, Patsy, 100 stars. Thank you much, Patsy. Claudette with 200 stars. Again, thank you, Claudette. And then Valletta, 500 stars. That is very much helpful. Valletta, we do appreciate that very very much as well. Uh, that is all that I have there. I think we are caught up on all of the, the details. Uh, we do have coming up tomorrow uh, on Connect, we have Eric Thornton, who will be with us, and another one of the guys that is planning to be with us on Friday. Um, if you can't tell, I sent out a whole bunch of invitations all at once and the same guys responded to me. That's what happened. I was booking a lot of dates and we're like, we're booked like almost all the way through July. Now I'm so happy. That makes that my, my mind gets a little less worried and, and wrinkled when, when, when we have the schedule in place and it is now we're, we are scheduled out well in advance, but a bunch of guys responded at the same time. And some of them agreed to be on this week and some of them agreed to be on Friday at the same time. So Eric Thornton, a good friend of the program here uh, is on with us tomorrow night. Uh, tomorrow morning, of course, I'll be back here 8 a.m. for another episode of From the Deep End. Um, I am not sure about Truth Tuesday. I need to reach out to Daryl and find out what's going on with him. Uh, Daryl is uh, scheduled to have some surgery Friday, and I and I, I need to talk to him because I have not heard a word whether that surgery. I think there was some doubt about whether or not he was going to be able to have it. I don't know if he had it or how he is doing, I, I, and I'll, I will check with him this evening and hopefully have an answer for you in the morning. So I don't know if Truth Tuesday, Truth, Truth Tuesday is on tomorrow or not. Um, but that's the 10 o'clock hour, 11 o'clock. Don't forget uh, Tony Brewer and Aaron Dodson will be on with um, their show, Christianity Now. So, uh, and then I believe it is, I always, why do I always forget Paul Mays' times? I think Paul comes on at one o'clock Eastern, if I'm not mistaken. Paul will be on with us uh, tomorrow afternoon at one o'clock. And then of course, connect at seven with Tony Brewer in Cogitations at 8. So Tuesday is a busy day for us here. We have about six or seven hours worth of live streaming, depending on what all happens. So I hope you'll make plans to be with us throughout the day as often as you can and uh, join us in some fellowship and some Bible study and some encouragement uh, with one another. So that's what we have for tonight. And I will wrap this thing up and let y'all go. And we will see you back here, as I said, Lord willing, to uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, and with that, uh, I will say good night, and as always, it is my prayer that you will go out and make your day a great one for God. Have a good night, everybody.